Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hi, this is Monique. And this is Sydney. And you're tuned into Monique and Sydney's Open, Open Relationship. Relationship. It's going to be the type of conversations that normally we're afraid to have out loud. Is it okay to be gay? Friends. How many of us have them? Mother and daughters. Is it always all bad? The mind's like a parachute. It's no good unless it's open. <laughs> That's what's up. Hey, my babies. Hey, my loves. Hey, my loves. We are back. Welcome to Monique and Sydney's Open Relationship. I am Monique. And I'm Sydney. And we're going to talk about it today. What are going to talk about But that? first, I got to say, Daddy, welcome back. Okay, baby, baby. Welcome back. It seems like it's but been, been so with long. You. I've been with you <laughs> every day. I, I know, Daddy. I'm saying welcome back to the show. Okay, well, thank you. I, I appreciate you welcoming me back. And you welcome back as well. Thank you, my baby. Oh, because, yes. okay, so last Monday, <clears throat> we weren't here for the show because we were out promoting the film. But when we get people to say... What film? Almost Christmas. Okay, that's right. Yes, that's Almost right. Christmas. We were out promoting Almost Christmas. And when we get people to say, oh, man, we missed the show. What happened to the show? What happened to the episode? So we're back. We're back. Yes, to episode. I'm not sure what number it is right now. Nor am I. Because we've lost count. All right, episode 40-something. Get it. Well, she was a lot of help. She was. At least she had a def- Okay. All right, episode 42. Get it. Well, on episode 42, baby, we get ready to talk about it. Talk about it. And right now, I'm going to say this. I think a lot of people mad as hell. Oh. Baby, people are carrying on. They're walking out. They're protesting because on November the 8th, mm. no one expected for the announcer to come over. And say, ladies and gentlemen, the 45th. President of the United States will be. Uh, Donna. DT. And I ain't talking about David Thompson from back in the day. We ain't talking about David Tabber, who directed and wrote Almost Christmas. We talking about Donald Trizump. Come back down. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we talking about Toronto, Donald Trizump, a come back down. Okay. Now, why do you think people are so up in arms, Daddy, that he became the president? Well, I mean, let me see. I really don't know okay. why they would be upset. I mean, there's innuendos and evidence of racist, you know, doings considering housing that stem as far back as when his daddy was alive. Mm-hmm. Um He has a way with words as he describes how he interacts with women. I believe he says something so eloquent as, I goes up and grabs them by the pussy. That Paul said. I grabs them by the pussy. And, um, you know, just his way with words. And, you know, he can accept whatever the vote comes out as being as long as he wins. So, I mean, I I don't know why anybody would have a problem with that guy. (laughs) So, people up in arms, right? And he is the incoming president. 
And you heard some people saying, if he become president, I'm leaving the country. But the topic of the show, though, you going to tell him, though. Please. I'm going to tell him, Daddy. The topic of the show is Trump is the incoming president. However, who will govern you? And this is how we got to where we going right now. This is how we got to it, Daddy. Yeah. Because when you say people are up in arms and, and, and you know, I'm going to leave the country and I'm packing up right now and I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. It's like, okay, well, are you depending on Donald Trump to do something personally for you? Like, are, are we waiting on him to come into our households individually and make a difference? As did we wait for Barack to knock on our doors individually and say, okay, this is what I'm going to do to make a difference? So who will govern you? Who will govern over you even though Trump is the incoming president? Who will be the person responsible for you? You look to me as if you don't know. Let's look to them and ask, who will govern you? Oh, yes, give me. Either one. Who will govern you, well, Robin? The, the same person Tommy? that governed me before, I will govern myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I follow whatever laws there are in the state that I live in because I don't want to go to jail. But I don't think that um, I put too much. Uh, pressure on the president to tell me what to do. So whether it was Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, whomever it is, I follow politics enough to know what's going on in the world, but not enough that I'm frightened to step out my front door because Donald Trump is now president. Like if another person accosts me in a particular way based on my race or whatever, then they, then it'll be handled in that way, whatever is appropriate. But I am not governed by the person who sits in the White House. On a daily basis, none of those people that live in Washington, D.C. put a plate on my table. Bam. So I'm not, I'm not so concerned. Now, if, if there's a change in the way that I can pay for the plates that's on my table, then I might have some concern. Mm-hmm. But at this time, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not really concerned about um, who sits there. You know, the rules are going to be the rules. The The congressmen are going to do what they do. But in my day-to-day, I'm not so much worried about it. Like, there was concern when Barack Obama was elected, and he was there for eight years. Mm-hmm. So we all had to sit through that, and now we're going to have to sit through these four with Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. We're talking about it. Go ahead, Tommy T. Who's going to govern you? Well, I'm, I'm holding an election in my household. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> now, I've been preparing some things to be the first lady. Come on. <laughs> and I'm just saying, you know, I'm bringing in some candidates. Come on. Because so, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm trying to bring in a president okay. yes. to hold down the White House over there at my address. Okay. Come on. Get it. Okay. Get it. So, if it, we have anybody that want to fly. <laughs> <laughs> President at her house now. Okay. Now, Sorry. we ain't worried about the Bam. White House right now. Okay, that's we a black about house. The house where <laughs> come on, <laughs> it's a black house. That's Tommy House, right? That's Tommy House, they but that's the realist. Hey, they hey, can't pay right now. The White House is already being governed. <laughs> come and on, I'm just saying, at Tommy's house. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, if you want to be that president, 
<laughs> and you feel like you were supposed so to be it elected. It doesn't matter if he's a Democrat. Listen, we don't do all that. <laughs> we don't do all of that. <laughs> okay. Now. A nice human being. We talking about A nice what? fella man. Yes. A nice fella man. A nice fella yes. man. A nice fella because for real. What's That's a Democrat? What's a Republican? Yeah. Like, what is that foolishness? Yeah, when we baby. really get down to it, we just people. Yeah. That's all. And and I agree with Tommy Daddy. It's like, in our house, you're the president. I'm the first lady. And our kids is the cabinet. I heard that. Okay. I heard right, that. right. And, 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 and I think that if we practice that, if we practice in our own households, I know sometimes when I'm on the stage and I'll be speaking about Barack, but then I'll tell women, but don't clap too hard because your man's sitting right there next to you. See, Barack was the president at the White House. That's Michelle's president. And he was the president of the country. But when it comes to your household, Whomever is that president in the household, that's the president, that's and you the first lady. And some of them look at you like, no, well, he ain't. Right, some of them say, well, baby, this one I'm with right here, his ass ain't the president, <laughs> vice president. He might live there. He ain't a cabinet member. Listen here, his ass was trying to jump the gate, and I wish they would have shot his ass. That's who I'm with tonight. Okay. Right. Somebody just said, these people are ignorant. <laughs> they don't realize that the president controls a lot of things. And what, what we're saying is we yeah. understand yeah. what's being controlled, but liken it to 1929, which I was not around, so I only have to go on the reports. But when the Great Depression hit, people of color were saying, what do you mean? <laughs> we There's a Great Depression. They they had to get hip to why it was a Great Depression because when you had nothing and everybody lost what they had, they then there was true equality because we all were without. Yeah. So they had to make a way in order to for themselves and not wait on the government because we have to say to ourselves if we look at the situation we're getting ready to walk into with Donald Trump and the situation that we had no say in, the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. I don't know if any of you got good folks have seen the renderings of the, the, the artwork of the men depicted who wrote those up. Yes, sir. But I did not see anyone in that room other than men who happen to be Caucasian. With wigs. With wigs. That's how they rolled back then. Were they transgender? No, ma'am. No. The, no, the <laughs> judges, it was a part of the judges, um, it was a part of their uniform. Well, That's if you look they, at the yeah. parliament from England, yeah. they were just carrying on tradition yeah. and the whole thing. It was thing. just a part of their uniform. So if you look at that, and again, if we say, when we are devising a strategy and you work for a company, the company is not devising a strategy for others to win. They're devising a strategy for them to win. Come on. So when you look at that room and you look at the fact that there weren't even Caucasian women in that room. Mm -hmm. And you say to yourself, well, there weren't any other groups of people in there except Caucasian men. Do you see why perhaps Hillary would have lost? Because... Even now, there's a level of uncomfortability for a woman to be in a position of power. And humbly, I believe that if more women around the world were in positions of powers, 
There may be a lot of people getting talked the fuck about. Y'all gonna talk about <laughs> motherfucker, okay? But y'all ain't gonna be dropping bombs and spending trillions of dollars in black budgets designed to wipe people off the face of the earth yeah. because I believe that by women being the the ones who bring life into this world, there's a level of carefulness that they would have about destroying that same life. Despite the fact that it not only would be their children that could be destroyed, but other people's children. Mm-hmm. There's a level of compassion that women have that men sound like they're wimps when they don't have this will do. I can just kill and I ain't, I don't even care. But if you think about the trillions of dollars that are being spent to fight with other people, how much could we feed other people with that same money? Mm-hmm. There is no reason for wars other than the fact that it would seem to separate us from one another. The the people are fighting amongst one another for the scraps while a few individuals at the top are making decisions as to how we can be, uh, how they can be empowered. So it's one of those things where when you come up in a society like that, at you become not shaken at the fact that now a new president is in because you've had to live by your own devices anyway. Yes. And now nothing is new. And and, and I think that's where, for me, when I'm looking at all of reactions and, and people, uh, 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 oh, now what, now what? It's like, when I look at us saying that, it's like, really? Like, we're really getting ready to get caught up in that. I think this is the time that we do say, now what do we do for mm-hmm. us? Because when we did get a black president in there, we felt like there were a lot of people that felt like Barack was supposed to take on all the black problem and make all the black problems mm-hmm. go away because he was a black president. And we go back to the last show we had. When do we start doing it for ourselves? When do we govern ourselves? Yes, Donald Trump is the president. We get that. We get that. However, are you going to wait for Donald Trump to make a difference in the African-American community or the Latin community or the veterans? Or are we going to say, you know what, we got to make that difference and govern it for ourselves? And that doesn't mean we go outside with sticks and poles and things. That means, as my daddy said, we start in the inside. Mm -hmm. If you start governing your family from the inside, then we're not so caught up in, oh, what does this get ready to mean to me? Because you're taking care of your house for whatever color you want to make it from the inside. And Miles just said, I didn't get his whole handle, Miles, from at somewhere's head. Hell, knows no fury like a woman scorned. Women have committed some of the worst murders in history. (laughs) (laughs) Behave yourself. And listen. I'm sure it's no doubt about that, but tell me about the the lady that pushed the button that dropped the bomb on a nation of individuals for what Mm. a few may have uh, uh, directed to have done to create a war. I don't know about that. So, yeah, there may have been some women that got into some folks' asses Mm. throughout the course of history, but if we look at the world in which we live in, it's been pretty much at the hands of men creating battles over things and us saying ridiculous things like, let's God bless America. For the people that speak about God and speak about the world, if you're going to want ask for blessings, you might want to ask for blessings for the world that we live in. Because if one continent is affected, 
everybody. We are all affected, mm. which speaks to how we are all linked. And it speaks to how myopically we think about things because to just say, let's bless us, how and God created us all based upon what people say. Well, what, what type of relationship do we really have, have with that higher being? But it speaks to how in any society, in any land where there is government, they sell you on one nation under God as if the land that you are on is somehow rendered sacred by God. And if that's the case, wouldn't all the lands be that since you say God created the world? So mm. it's one of those things where let's look at what we're saying. And when we read about or see people saying about uh, Obama gave me hope. And now with this person, I don't have any hope. Your wow. hope comes from you. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Right, you're putting your faith in a, in a human being. The right. The way that we do at church. You know, you're putting your, your faith in a, in, in a person and believe in yourself. Believe in yourself and start on your street. But you start in your home. Yeah, I mean, I'm saying yeah. We, yeah. we got the home. We we got the home part. You know what I'm saying? Like that. That is your community. But but if we are talking about communities as a whole, you can start right on your block, but like I in the cul-de-sac where you live. We've been so conditioned to depend on somebody else. Yes, we've been so conditioned to run and look for a savior. That's why Tommy and Dwight and I were talking earlier after our dance class. And what you said, you said the church is getting ready to be packed because now we're running looking yes. for hope. Now we're running saying, oh, now what are we going to do? So now the pastors are getting richer. Oh, yeah. You're running. You're not going to be willing to look inside of you to say, what do I need to do to make me better and my family better? We have this thing about us that we need somebody else to validate us. We need somebody else to say it's going to be all right as long as you write me that check. Yeah. I can make sure you're going to know it's going to be all right. So now churches get ready to be packed. Now you got babies saying, I have no hope. And is it almost designed for us to feel like, let push the give up button? Because now, you know, now we, we, was, we was putting all of our eggs in the basket with Barack. Listen, y'all, Barack got his own family. That's called Michelle and them babies, Michelle's mama, his family. He got his own family to contend with and worry about. Even when he was the president, he still had his own family. Start connecting with your own family and see what happens. Yeah. And not only that, he had uh, people he had to answer to in Congress. Absolutely. It's like you can't, you can't just because you're the president, which speaks to how deliberate it is and difficult it is for an individual who sits in that seat to get something done because it's so many uh avenues of red tape set up for you to be in a struggle every year you see the same circle of things what's supposed to be the most important things in the community four cornerstones business schools churches and homes are the four cornerstones of any community so when you see that these are the cornerstones of the community what does education look like what does business look like? Look at a strip mall and see how many businesses are going out of business in your area in the strip malls. Look at the churches and look at the homes 
And then you look at the roads, the tollways, the bridges, how they're falling apart. But every year they're doing things and you see the same construction group fixing the same potholes that they fixed the year before. And the same contractors are getting the same work. It's not designed for regular folks to win. But that's when we have to see amongst each other that that's the reason why we must come together. Because it is a plot designed for whites, blacks, Latins, Asians to fight against one another. But we are all in the same pot. We are brothers and we are sisters. And there is only one color that is important, and that's green. That's the bottom line. And when we understand that, when we come together, because the word nigger can be applied to any group mm-hmm. that you want to label it to because there are more poor whites in this country than there are black people. So when you have a billionaire businessman such as Donald Trump saying that this game is rigged and then he wins, <laughs> you just have to say to yourself, let me tip my hat and say, listen, I got to get it. The best way that I can get it. Right. As long as I'm doing it legally and the right way, I got to work. We cannot depend upon someone to save us. And if we're going to depend upon someone to save us, it must be us that saves us. We're talking about it today, babies. If y'all have just joined us, Trump is the incoming president. However, who will govern you? Are you that person that is courageous enough to say, I got to go within and make my life happen the way I want it to happen? Or are you that person that says, I'm going to sit here and wait for instructions? I'm going to sit here and wait for instructions. And I think there's a lot of us that are saying, I'm going to sit here and wait for instructions. And those are the ones that, in my humble opinion, those are the ones that say, I'm going to take a stick and I'm going to go outside and I'm going to protest. And I'm gonna, because I'm, what we going to do? But instead of putting that energy out there, marching up and down the roads and the streets, come back into your home. How your baby's doing? How you doing with your man? How's your marriage? How's your relationships with your inner circle? How are those relationships? Because if those are strong, well, now we walk out and we got our armor on. So now nobody can move us. So now if you're spreading that, now people are watching that energy saying, let's get our armor on. And that simply means, let me make sure I'm doing what I need to do for my family. And putting my armor on. So what what type of person are you? Are you the one saying, let me wait on somebody to save me? <laughs> let me wait because on someone to save me. And you keep saying, I'm going to be obedient to what God wants me to do. Well, what does he I'm, want? I'm, I'm, and, and what God, the acronyms for God seem to be in the world we live in is greedy old dudes. Oh, wait, wait, because wait well, wait they seem to be the ones oh, no. that we... Uh, given, like it. We're giving the praise to some greedy old dudes that's running the world, that's running the world. And if we're going to wait for the God to save us, the God we need to be looking at is the God that's in us, the energy that's in us to be able to strategize and create a plan for your family, for the people that you love. Because, again, to wait for somebody is a lack of ambition. It's a lack of belief that you have in yourself. And it's a hard sell to those. And what I say is I never want to ever disrespect what someone believes in because whatever you believe in, if that gets you through the day, then so be it. But when you say to yourself that 
you never got a chance to meet God face to face. You never seen him. You never. And you look at people who you say you don't believe in God. You don't have the faith in God. And you can't understand why someone would say, well, someone that never showed up for me, someone that has allowed people of color to be oppressed for hundreds of years and we waiting on him, someone that we were given the information to study about the Bible and study about this God. If they believed in God, there would have been no slavery in the first place. Mm -hmm. But yet we bought into it more than the very people who enslaved us. Someone would say, is it possible that we may want to rethink what our understanding of God is? And then if we rethink what our understanding of God is and God may be, then we will begin to deliver for ourselves as opposed to waiting to be delivered. Okay, now who will govern you? <laughs> who will govern you? And and here's what's funny. I can be at some shows, right? And I'll hear women say, ain't no man going to tell me nothing. But you let a mystery tell you something. You let magic tell you something. Who's the mystery, Monique? Tell God. him who's the mystery. God, Jesus is my man, and I have well, to say, and I say this on stage, I'm like, bitch, he don't want you. <laughs> he don't want you. All these men he didn't put down here, and you can't find one for your raggedy ass. God don't want you. Jesus don't want you. Don't none of them heavenly niggas want well, you. Wait a minute. And as we <laughs> spoke about before, there's a lot of people that have a problem with open relationships. And with God being all these women's men, I'm just saying he get around, okay? God is hoeing. Based upon, based upon what folks are saying, God is out in the streets, and I'm hoping he going up in him with some protection or something. I'm tell you something, Daddy. I've heard all over this country and all over the world, I've heard him say, God is my man. God is my... Well, wait a minute. Y'all fucked up with me? Right. Because I say, when we say we're in an open marriage, but y'all saying God is your man, well, bitch, he's go with a bitch over in Nigeria, too. Right. If you didn't know that. Right. I know he fucking with that girl over in Japan. Right. And don't let me tell you about Trudy down in New Orleans, bitch, because she do a special. And the whole church ministry, all them women oh, that go talking to the prisoners now, they and, say God is their man. Okay, because you got some fellas. Did he bring candy? Come on. Okay. Uh, Snickers. Or uh, something. You know, that's it. <laughs> that is it. That is it. But, but, but when we... When we can laugh, but to really think about what it is that we're saying. Think about it. Because when you do have, and I, I can only speak for what I'm seeing, when you get groups of women, and that whole group, none of them have a man, and they all say the same thing. I don't need a man. God is my man. And I, it's like, do you see the conditioning? that you're placing yourself in to live a lonely life? Because if God is your man, is he there to rub your back at night when you got cramps so goddamn bad, baby, and you going out of both holes? Is God you there? You going to hit him that? with that? Well, because, out of both holes? You know, you got to poop, Not baby. one. You poop it. But you're going to get both of them. <laughs> is that the offering you giving to the church Daddy, today? We're going to offer up both holes <laughs> for y'all. Just for that, we got a special going on today with not one hole, Come on. but two holes for the price of one hole. Both holes. Tell them. Okay. B-O-F holes. Both okay. holes. Both holes. And, <laughs> and when I see those sisters and they say it with such conviction and I say to them, where are your men? I don't need no man. Let me tell you something. Oh, then do you need a woman? Because if you're going to go through this ride by your goddamn self and you didn't let the church make you believe and you didn't let the myths make you believe, oh, just depend on Jesus. 
Every, not one, every sister I've seen like that, they walk around with almost a misery. And you're saying, well, if Jesus is your man, bitch, you should be dancing and hollering all the time. But you almost have this judgment and this hurt that's going on with you that will make me say, I don't want him to be my man because, bitch, it don't seem like you're doing good. And why is it, as since we're on that uh, uh, path, that we don't ask ourselves, why is it that the congregation is sold on faith and building your faith and building your life through a being that you don't get a chance to see while you're actually building the pastor's house with the money that he is physically able to see. You're getting sold on the intangibles while you're giving away 10% of what is tangible to you. Is there not some irony there? Because there's a level of, in business they say, when you're doing a deal, there should be a mutual level of comfort and or discomfort to know that you are having a good deal that's being done. For someone to sell you on something that you cannot see, but you're getting sold on something such as, and you're giving them money, at what point do you say to yourself, that's a little bit different? That's, that's a little bit different where you're getting hope and they're getting finances. Right. There are people out there talking about, let me get a $65 million jet, and the people in the congregation say, I believe that you should have it, as opposed to what a pastor may say, I got the $65 million, but I was just psyching y'all up. What I'm really going to do is I'm going to distribute this back through the congregation. Come on. Whereby, if y'all need something, I got y'all covered. And y'all were the one who donated to it. So, This is part of the reason why we get hopeful on others because we've been sold on hope as opposed to selling ourselves on ourselves and say this is where the hope should be. Uh, This is the catalyst for the hope that you've been given the spirit. You've been given the energy. And again, in my humble opinion, God is energy because what is it that can be accomplished? What is it that you will see from the universe to the people in front of you that Energy was not a part of their creation. You know, Daddy, and and we're talking about who will govern you, if you're just joining us, who will govern you, though, uh, what's his name? Trump is is the new incoming president, but who will govern you? And what's funny is, as as I watch these comments coming up, and there are quite a few folks going back to God, back to God, back to God, back to God. We got to depend on God. And there are people in here questioning whether or not we believe in God. And it's like, listen, for all of you that are waiting on the Lord, that is your right. But ask yourself, without making any comments, this is a question to ask yourself in your inner self what is the quality of your life? Not the quantity. What's the quality of your life? How do you feel with you, with all of your God speeches, with all of your spirituals, with all of your Bible quotes? How do you feel about you? Because the very cat that y'all talk about, you don't, I don't get that feeling from you. Because if I'm correct, and I don't know the story, but the little bit of the story I do know, this cat walked with the derelicts. Mm. This cat fucked around with the people that they said was the bottom of the bottom. This cat went to the 
church house and start kicking shit over because y'all was trying to make money in a place in that the was square, wasn't it? The temple. It in the, the temple. temple. Y'all trying to make money because yeah. it was all about love. So for people to say, God, 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 but you watch those people and normally their faces are frowned. And I'm like, are you the right representation? Are you the person that would bring me over and make me change my mind? So if we stop wasting that energy and waiting on God, and if that is something that really exists, don't you think they've done enough? Don't you think that they've done enough and they're probably saying, God damn, at what point do you do this on your own? I gave you everything. But in addition to that, uh, as we've said before, and you, you just pay attention to what it is that we're saying. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And yet the world is still fucked up. Come on. Now, you would have thought that I'm going to give because I just wonder if it went down like that. Did Jesus say, now you had me hung up on the cross because you saw I was bleeding and shit. And then I died. And then they still going to be fighting and shit. Now, what are we going to do next? What was the purpose? What, what are we going to do next? Now, God so loved the world, but Adam and Eve came. And again, Satan, in the form of a snake, came down and talked to her and tricked her and said, did you know you was naked? What you might want to do is eat off that tree over there. And then God came down, but he didn't say he came down. The voice of God came down and said, what are y'all doing with that shit on? What are y'all doing with them branches on? God, we are naked. Well, nigga, how did you know that y'all was naked? Well, because I don't want to tell you. Did y'all eat off that tree? Yes, we did. Now I'm going to fuck it up for everybody. Because y'all young asses ate off the tree. And now with the Bible, we're going to give them the light and the knowledge that Adam and Eve were seeking and they were damned for. But we're going to give it to you in the form of a Bible. I'm just saying, I want to believe in what makes sense. But when you say to somebody, you got to believe in faith because this don't make sense. Then how does it not make sense that somebody says, I don't believe because it don't make sense. You want me to believe in it faithfully, which is again, it is like magic. It is. Magic is about diversion. It's diverting your attention from what is real to what is not real. And when we're strong enough to believe in ourselves and believe that the energy that we were given, the, the, the statement that if there is a God, then would we not be giving everything that we need mm -hmm. to have a prosperous life for ourselves? Because if not, there are people that are prospering off of us through the utilization of God. And one last thing while I'm on my soapbox. Again, I ask you, what would you call a man that had a woman out on the street and she sold herself and after selling herself, she then gave all her money to the man that had her out on the street? What would you call that? A P-I-M-P. A pimp. A pimp. What do you call... An individual who puts God out there as the one you should pray to, but yet he's getting all the money for God. 
P-I-M-P. Pimp. So at the end of the day, let's call it what it is. Let's it's pimping. It is. It's pimping. Yes. And when you get tired of being pimp, that's when the hope is going to really come into play because now the shackles are coming off of your mind. Now you're not no longer enslaved by somebody selling you on something you should believe in that you can't see. And this is not to say that things that you can't see do not exist, but it is not indicative of the story that's being told to you as to why you exist. Because if it was the case, then why would that story need to be rewritten? Over and over and over again. And that's the thing, Daddy, that, see, I think that when we say, who will govern you, I think some of us are afraid. It's almost like, I don't want responsibility for me. Either the devil did it or the God did it. But I don't want responsibility for me. I don't want to take responsibility. You know why your goddamn lights got cut off? Now, sometimes your lights can get cut off because it was unfair, because it was not right. But however, those people, they don't fall down. They don't curl up. They just say, okay, goddamn it, what we got to do to keep it moving? However, you have some of those people that say, well, my lights got cut off and I know God going to make a way. Well, bitch, he did make a way. But you took your check and you went and got you some shit shoes, then you went shopping, then you went to the club, but now you're going to wait on God to make it all better. Or either, you know what, the devil made Charles bang me in my mouth. No, the devil didn't. Charles banged you in your goddamn mouth, but now what you Because do, you made him angry. Okay, <laughs> now, that's what happened. You did, now, Charles told you. That's enough. Stop it. That's enough. I told you. That's enough. Stop it. But you wanted to keep going. Bang. Okay. In the mouth. Now, that wasn't the devil. That was goddamn Charles. It was Charles. So, I think that we've been so accustomed to not taking responsibility. Now, I'm not saying that to judge. I'm saying that because I was guilty of it. Because I remember I would not take responsibility for my behavior because it was easy for me to blame it on my brother Gerald. It was easy for me to say the reason why I act like this is because my brother raped me as a child and for some years. So it's easy for me until my husband had to say, hey, when are you going to take responsibility for your shit? When are you going to take responsibility of your choices and your decisions? Because now you're a grown-ass woman. Did Gerald tell you to do that? Did Gerald t- so it, it gets to a place where we have to free ourselves from the myths and the toxins and the poisons that's been poured into us, not knowingly that that was happening, because they were only pouring into us what was poured into them. So it was always, just pray about it. Okay, well, when I get finished praying, now what? After I get finished praying, now what? Should I twiddle my thumbs, or should I go fill out applications every day? Because I need a job. And, and what religion becomes in praying to God is a religious placebo. That you take like a sugar pill designed to get rid of the pains that you have of the day. And if you believe enough, you will say that it was God that did this for you. And uh, again, humbly, if you're saying that God is energy, then it was your energy. It was the energy surround you. And what I would challenge anybody to do is say, name something that you say God can do that energy can't do. Mm. Name something that God can do that energy would not be a part of. Because even if God, as you say, is a being, it would have taken energy to create that being and energy would have preceded that God, which then makes you say that maybe it was not God that people were seeing. They were gods to them because they had 
and advanced technology, but what we believe to be gods, what we may believe to be angels, because again, I don't see any pictures of what they depict as Jesus in any ancient caves. I see what they depict as gods and beings that were of the Holy Spirit. They were what we would now call aliens, extraterrestrial beings. And that's some scary shit to say to people that be like, but it's God. Well, name me one thing. Name me one angel that could not be construed as an alien because it is not terrestrial. It is from somewhere else. When you speak about the Nephilim, these are beings from somewhere else. It is just outrageous and scary for us to believe that they flew down in technological ships. When you hear about Ezekiel speaking about a wheel and a wheel, that wasn't no bird. That was a damn a ship. And we live in a world that we don't even understand who we're being governed by because mm. there's some myths and there's some statements that people say we are being governed by the very people that put us here on this earth. And it's not the God that you think, but it's the givers of DNA, that God. And they were not spiritual beings. They were advanced interdimensional beings. But I go too far sometimes. No, Daddy. Sometimes I don't think you go far enough because I believe that's the arrogance of man. And when I say the arrogance of man, the arrogance of man will say we got to trick them. We got to divert their attention. We got to we gotta have them hating each other. Because if they should ever know the truth, whoever they are, we're going to be in trouble. We're going to be in trouble. And once we realize again and we stop sitting around, because sometimes, Daddy, it's disheartening. When I see the comments coming in and it's, wait on God. Wait on God. And y'all, some of y'all waiting so much that you can't take care of your damn families. And you be two for you, eight two. When you say, ask God to show himself to you, God being energy, it's been revealed. Yes. What I would ask you again, mm. as you say these things, what is it? That you could say God did that energy cannot do. I ask you, what can God do that energy cannot do as well? If you look at how you start your day off, do you not need energy in which to start your day? And why can energy not be the thing that is the God? When now they're saying, scientists are saying, the universe is being expanded through this thing called dark energy, dark energy. If it's being expanded through this thing called dark energy, wouldn't it be the thing that may have created this world? So when we talk about God, we're just using semantics and we deviate from our perception of what God is. But God can be energy more so, and there are more things pointing to God being energy than it is this spiritual being that you believe is going to come down and save us more than an advanced being that is in a spaceship that has something to do with uh, the evolution of mankind. Now, this is the, 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 the nail in the coffin for all of you speaking in reference to God. Why do we have to pay for it? Why do we have to pay for that? Why are we paying for love? Why are we paying for blessings? Why do we have to pay, as y'all call your father, does your children write you a check? When they get their paycheck, do they write you a percentage of their money for your love? Do they have to give you 
gifts for their love. So I hear what y'all are saying. I hear it. I hear you saying, wait on God. And until you have, until you have an experience with God, that's when you'll know and you'll never question. Well, let me say this. I think just life itself is your experience with that beautiful entity. Just life itself. However, don't be so foolish not to ask questions. Because that's what, what you're saying is, even as, as my daddy has said before, you are God to your children until they know something different. So does your children have to pay you for you to love your children? Have, we've never written our children, our children have never written us a check to love them, ever. So when you ask those questions and then people will say, well, you don't question that because you're, you're, you're a, a cardinal mind. And then it makes me say, are you really that brainwashed that you're willing to pay for the love of something you've never seen, you've never heard, but you're going to pay for it? If it's that beautiful and that special, does money matter to that? And in addition to that, show me how the word of God would exist short of the Bible. Mm. If the Bible did not exist, tell me how you would know about Jesus. Because, again, without any Bible being involved, we know about these beings that are extraterrestrials. We know before this was called America, the Native Americans called it Turtle Island because of the shape of it. They called it Mother Earth. And why are the same stories from all around the world before what we would call religion not involve, or should I say involve beings from another planet from a technological standpoint, but Christianity is dealing with the spiritual standpoint. And if you are brave enough to be, then you will check out the Hindu religion and you will see things like the fish, which is relevant in the Christian faith. You will see the cross, which is relevant to the Christian faith. You will see the trident which is an, a weapon of technology that is evident in Greek mythology. And what you will find, and this is a religion that existed thousands of years prior to Christianity, prior to the Islamic faith, prior to the Jewish faith. And you will see that there was a man's name who was Brahm, okay, who was married to a woman named Sarah who had to look four ways north, east, north, south, east, and west because he was looking for her, and she came from him, much like the description of Eve, named Brahm. But then thousands of years later, in the Jewish faith, in the Christian faith, and in the Islamic faith, there is a man named Abraham who has the exact same description. What I would ask of you is where did that come from? And these are individuals, if you look at the Hindu text, that are showing you these gods that they speak of are gods of technology, not gods that deal with spiritual, the spiritual realm. These are technological beings that are there. We're talking about it, y'all. And we started off with Trump is the incoming president. However, who will govern you? Who will govern you? And what we're getting from a lot of us is God going to govern me. God, And that's how we got here. And someone put daddy in a comment. We're supposed to give God all of ourselves, including our money. Well, let me ask you something. What does $50 mean to God? What? Is it, some, is it a store up there in heaven that you can buy some shit? Like, why do we... And that's the thing. 
We're so afraid to think for ourselves that you would think God, whatever that is, needs our money. Does a goddamn dollar bill make a difference? You can't even spend your American dollar in Japan. UB2 said, when I can be friends with my former abuser, I know that's God. Now, what I would say to you is, tell me, is that God? And show me how that can't just be energy directing you to be friends with your abuser. How can that show me how that can't it can't possibly be your energy of acceptance to overlook what it is that your former abuser did. And sometimes you're giving God the glory and that God that you may be speaking about is saying glorify yourself. And then you might be giving power to my greatness, which, again, in my humble belief is energy is energy. So before there is anything, before there is anything that is tangible, there needs to be energy to create that tangible before they because they say to create, you must destroy. But in order to destroy, you must use energy in order to create. So before there is anything of any relevance, energy must be inputted into it in order for it to exist. Trust in energy. Trust in your energy. Trust in the energy around us. And when you say, are you atheist? If I'm saying to you, energy is God, the creator of us all, would that make me an atheist? Because I'm saying I believe in a creator and I believe that creator is energy. You know, baby, I think that because even when I see people speaking about tithing, and I'm because we're saying who will govern you, and what we're finding out is, y'all, a lot of us are being governed by magic. A lot of us are being governed by fables, myths, and you see it when you see people putting, we must give everything to God, including our money, but God damn it, you got to get a loan to send your baby to college. We must give everything to God, including our money, but now we can't bury mama because we ain't got enough money, and the church damn sure not going to give it to you. Matter of fact, some of the churches I know, if you ain't tithe and they can't find your record, they won't even do the funeral service. So, <laughs> and, and in addition to that, what's funny is, when you hit people with facts, the same people that put God into the mix, they got to go all of a sudden because it forces them to think. And what happens is you can hear from our tone. We can't be upset with anyone for believing what they believe because there is a system designed for you to believe what it is that you believe. So mm -hmm. for us to not be empathetic to why people would be caught up into a system that their grandmother, their mother, their father's mother, and everybody else had bought into, but lost sight of, that's not what we believed in prior to coming to this continent. There's empathy that's had. But what we're saying in the words of the folks that uh, looked at the Guyana tragedy, and that is, don't drink the Kool-Aid. Mm. Don't drink it. Don't do it. Don't drink because you'd be stretched out. You be stressed out. They be playing gold talent on the mountain and you that taking <laughs> sips of the Kool-Aid and your ass be laying on the mountain. No. Okay. Yes. No. Oh, yes. You know, I, I think this is why I love this show. And it's really 
validation when people come up to us now, wherever I'm going, people are saying, I'm listening to the show, I'm listening to the show, and Monique, it needs to be on TV because we need to have more real, open, and honest conversations. Because I think even in our programming and conditioning, even some of the things we're watching, it's like, listen, don't make what, what they consider heavy, and it's just real conversation. And these kind of conversations make us think. These kind of conversations make us say at the dinner table when you're around your family, all right, y'all, let's have a real conversation. Should we really be giving this money to TD, Joel, whatever, whoever? Should we really be giving them our money or should we, should we be tithing into our family? Tithing to our family. Because imagine if those 10% that you took every Sunday and you were diligent about it because you thought this was your gateway into magic. And every Sunday you took that 10% and you put it away for a year. And then you and your family went and you looked at what that 10% did for a year. Now I'm talking all the grown people in the family. You got to take 10% of your money. And all the grown folks put that 10% away. And let's say it's the Smith family. And at the end of the year, the Smith family see what have we done with our 10%. Now one of the babies get ready to go off to college. Ain't no damn long. What the family does is say, okay, here's the money for this baby to go to college. Now we got to keep our 10% going because this is how we make generational wealth for our Smith family. Family. But if y'all look around, baby, see, I know some pastors that's gone on vacation and they pay $45,000 a night, not a week, not a weekend. I'm talking about a night. And some of these very pastors don't know your damn name. If you walked up to them on the street and said, how you doing? I go to your church. They will say, God bless you, because that's all they can say. They don't even know your name. Mm. So if we get out of the brainwashing, and I do say tithe your 10%, but tithe it to your family. You think God going to get you for that? Because you're still tithing. And again, if Jesus was alive based upon the stories that have been written about God, when your pastor's collecting money for him, I believe Jesus would go over and smack the damn plate out of their hand and say, get your damn money back. What get are you back. doing? I don't need your money. I'm, I'm Jesus. I'm, I'm, I'm blessed. What in the world do I need your money for? God, what would God need your money for? Where he going to spend it at? We going to cash it in at? We going to get a lottery ticket? He want to be a millionaire? <laughs> it's God. What he going to do? What he going to do? God I- like that drink? What he like? What he sipping on? He liked that uh, Grand Marnier and pineapple. He liked that Grand Marnier and pineapple. It don't cost <laughs> millions of dollars to get Grand Marnier and pineapple. And if God really came down, I believe and identified himself as God, I really believe that niggas would give him that uh, Grand Marnier and pineapple. And a blunt. For free. Oh, Come on. And a blizzard. They have rolled Well, you got to understand, it can't be no problem with no blizzard because God's giving you all the seed-bearing plants to use as what? Food. Meat. Come on now. Help me. Well, food and meat, baby. I told you I don't know. Meat. Well, meat. Okay. It's the cornerstone of any good meal. (laughs) Meat. So it's like, come on now. I have a challenge. Challenge. I have a challenge for all of these God-fearing Christians. Challenge. That come up in the room and speak. Go to your pastor and ask your pastor, one Sunday, can you give the church 10% back? One Sunday, because God spoke on my heart, and he said to tell the pastor, to tell the congregations, we're going to give you 10% back. One Sunday out the month, we're going to give you checks back because we're going to let you know your investment is worth. One? Every Sunday? Because if he's asking you to give 10%. 
And he get a tax. Why, like, he ain't got to pay no tax. Why aren't you well, getting give it? give your 10% back to the community in your church, and that will be disseminated through your church. And then what happens? Let's see what happens. Let's then see what happens, because they are so convincing to stand in front of us. And, again, I, when we say who will govern us, if I go to a place and I enjoy that place, like if I go to a place and I like to dance, I'm going to pay a cover charge because I like to dance. Some people may say, you know what, Monique, I like to go to church because I like the music. I like the fellowship. So I'm going to pay my cover charge. Don't put that. You're pimping God. Make it a business. Make it the business as to what it is. It's a business. It's a business. But when you, as soon as you put God on it and you say this is for God, well, when does God reap the benefit? When does God reap the benefit of all this money? Or is God just reaping the benefit of our love? So when we say who will govern you, I believe we have all the powers and all the tools for the, govern- for the governing that we need for ourselves and stop depending on somebody to give it to us and find it for us and just watch what happens. So we challenge y'all to that 10% tithing. Tithe it to your family. If you, if this brothers and sisters and all of y'all are grown and mommy and daddy's still living, all of y'all get together and say, for a year, let's tithe to our family. Everybody take their 10% when they get their paychecks, and let's tithe and see what we come up with at the end of the year. And then look at that. Look at that number. And then see the family that's been going to church for 20 years. And then multiply that. And then see just how much you've given to the, the man or the woman of that church. And then see just how much you've taken away from your family in the hopes of, I hope when I pull the lever this time, my number will come up and I'll get something special. You already have something special. It's you. And when you look at what you're starting to do for yourself by putting the 10% away from you, you're starting to start believing in you. You're starting to create a plan for you, and you're not worried about someone to come and rescue you. Because let's just say by all, for all intents and purposes, everything you're saying is right. There's the God that you believe in that's going to save you in the manner that you are saying. What happens if you help out too? It's kind of like you can do it yourself or you can do it with some assistance. Well, they say if God, if you take one step, God will take two. What happens if you take two steps? Mm. And then God decides to come around too. So in the meantime, while you waiting on God, you be proactive. I think that's our time, baby. You gonna take us on out, Daddy? I'm gonna take us on out because this show went fast. Mm-hmm. It went fast because I enjoy, we like talking. And and oh, Black Brother 05, It says sometimes we need a being greater than ourselves, and That's what we've been sold on. Mm -hmm. And this is not to say that we don't because we did need a being greater than ourselves. And that being an entity would be called energy, which helped create us. But if we spend all our time thanking this invisible being that obviously is not looking for any standing ovations, that's not looking for any recognitions for they're not showing up to receive the award for the Nobel Peace Prize then we should give each other the level of regard that we give to this invisible being when we can see each other every day. And then let's watch what happens 
when we start treating one another as the equals that we are and stop waiting for the higher beings to show themselves because when they show themselves, they will show themselves. And you may find out that those higher beings are not the being that you thought it was and you'll find out that they're extraterrestrial beings here that's running this shit in a different kind of way and what you thought was Satan was some space alien technologists advancing nations. What? Come on. We talked about it. We'll talk about it. Who will govern you? Who will govern you? Think about that, y'all. If you're at work right now, you're doing your laundry, you just dropped your kids off to school and you're listening, who will govern you? Is it up to you or are you depending on somebody else? We want to thank y'all for listening to Monique and Sydney's Open Relationship Today. And do not forget, next weekend, actually this weekend coming up, we're going to be in Phoenix, Arizona at the Improv Comedy Club. Stand Up Live, Phoenix, Arizona at the Stand Up Live. That's right. Two shows Friday, two shows Saturday. And do not forget to go to Amazon.com and download the new comedy special, Monique Something Different. And with this show, we want you to tell a friend and tell another friend. Tell them. To go to play.it and click on Monique and Sydney's Open Relationship. I am Monique. And I'm Sydney. And like my daddy always says, the mind is like a parachute. It is no good unless it's open. We love y'all. For free. Mwah. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.